All right, I don't know why, but I have Rick James in my head right now. Hey, 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 you know that song? I do. I'm trying to think what comes after that. <laughs> That's about all I got. Welcome back to Extra Shot Alicia. Hey, Pepper. What is happening, Kimberly? Well, it's, you know, I'm still living on love over here. We just celebrated Valentine's Day this I week. I know. Wasn't that a sweet week? <laughs> Did you is. have a good one? I had a great one. Yeah? Yeah. Any highlights? What you got? Listen, y'all know me. We went to Perry's. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Well, that's yeah. good. You celebrated. You got your man. You hanging out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still all in love. It's like every day's Valentine's Day over here. Oh, gosh. I <laughs> love that. <laughs> every day is Valentine's Day. Yeah. What about y'all? What did you do? You know what? We do a little thing with our kids every year, and it's the week leading up to Valentine's Day. We have these little, I don't know, I call them a mailbox, but it was like a little envelope that kind of connects to their chair. And every morning, my husband and I will drop in some little love notes for our kids. Oh, come on. We make them, you know, we little pencils or a little candy or an eraser, just little things every day. It's kind of like the advent calendar, but Valentine style. You got it. I love it. What was funny was leading up to this, my daughter asked me, she was like, are you going to do that? And, you know, at a certain point as a parent, you're wondering, I mean, do they really like some of these things we do? (laughs) And so when they ask, I'm like, okay, clearly they like that. So we did it again and they... Loved it. Oh, that's awesome. It's a fun that's little awesome. activity. So do you, do you give them like a special, like a personal, like what I love about you Absolutely. Oh, We personalize it. Come on. One from their daddy and one from their mama. And it's just little things that stick out to us, you know, that we appreciate or we love about them. And every morning they wake up running to their <laughs> chair for those little love notes. That is a great idea. All yeah. right, leaders, y'all have kids. Y'all go do that it's next year. So that's, fun. A, that's a good idea. Yeah, it's fun. And, and, you know, you get your crafty side out just a little bit and you try to make them look pretty or go get stickers. I mean, we'll even get stickers and put stickers oh, on them. Oh, come on. Yeah, we knock it out. Of the, we're a little OTT on yeah. the Valentine's Day. That would be a very cool memento, you know, like when you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, right, to be able to look back on those little things. You know, it's funny. It makes me think my husband, you know, he wrote my daughter a letter and she actually pinned that letter to her wall. And so I think there are things that we can do as parents that, you know, really make an impact on your kids. And, you know, kind of to the memento point, they kind of hang on to some of those things. And it's very meaningful. Absolutely. Life-changing sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, like, I didn't know my daddy thought about me like that. Exactly. He just wants me to take out the trash. (laughs) (laughs) Or wash the dishes. (laughs) Hey, so what are we talking about today? What's on your schedule? What's on your mind? Life changers. Life changers. (laughs) Are we changing life again? We changed life in January. No, I'm kidding. We're not talking about life changers. We're going to talk about, like, driving change. That's what Mm. I want to talk about. I think there's a good time of the year to talk about driving change on your team. Yeah, we, you know, we've settled in. We've got our goals. We've said all of that now, it's really mm-hmm. kind of rolling up our sleeves and let's get to it. Yeah, because especially if one of those goals is big change. All right. So let's help me out. Give well, me some idea. What's the scenario here? Are we new change? Or am I initiating it as a leader? Is the organization telling me I need to do change? What what, what do you got? I want to go with the one that this is an organizational change and we need you, Pepper, to make sure it goes smoothly. And not only goes smoothly, we want your team to be the first adopters. Okay. <laughs> and do I agree with the change or do I not agree with the change? Does it matter, I guess? Yeah, I think it it does not matter whether you agree or not. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So changes come down and I am responsible. Okay. How about we start with 
What do you think a leader needs? What do they need in order to drive that organizational change? Do you have some thoughts around that? I think the first thing you got to do is provide focus. Okay. Right. Communicate it out, focus, very clear. What are we trying to do? What are we going to do? What's the why behind it? How will this help us? All of that, the vision for the change. Okay. And then the second piece is building in some accountability. Okay. So it's when things are not aligning with the change, what are you going to do about it? Okay. And then maybe the third thing would be the implementing some discipline for yourself and for the team. How are y'all going to go do that? And so you have to, have, as a leader, have thought about it. It's not mm-hmm. like you can get the change this afternoon and go into a meeting real quick and do it. You need to sit down and think about what are some specific things that I, as the leader, need to do? And what are some specific things that I am expecting my team to do? And so okay. it, within those three pockets of focus, accountability, discipline. You know, you can, I'm sure you see me kind of squinting over here. And I'm really thinking, I'm trying to put this more concrete in my brain. Like what, can we make up a change? What change? Okay, so I've been put into a new position and I just need to change the focus of a team, right? So I got put into this job. My boss has said, I need you to change what they do. And so you're saying there's three things on the table. You need to drive some focus. You need to set some accountability and you need to stay disciplined to the cause. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Is Mm -hmm. that how I'm reading that? Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit about focus. So when you say focus, okay, I got put in my job, and maybe I've been in my job for 10 years, maybe I just got put in it, doesn't matter. The organization has said, we need to have some sort of change in here, what your team is doing. Yep. Is that good? Mm-hmm. And so as the leader, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to draw out or get clear on what does that change mean to me, what does that change mean to the team, and how I'm going to communicate it. And so I'm going to sit down and I'm going to talk to them about it. What what are some things? So you, you started to lay out a little bit around what I should say when I'm trying to clear clear the air or drive some clarity. What are some things when I'm driving for focus? What am I, what should I be talking about? The way I would do it is lay out some things of the history, historically. Okay. Here's where we were. Here's where we were, right? And then I'm going to give them the, here's where we need to be. And here's what it needs to look, look like. And paint a very very clear picture where they can almost see it, where I see it. And I think this is the one of the things that I've learned from some trainings past is that if you cannot articulate it clearly, mm-hmm. right, you clearly don't understand it. Yeah. So I have to get real clear on understanding what does that mean. And so then there's that gap in the middle of where we were and where we're supposed to be. And it's my plan for how are we going to get there and so communicating that, and I mean putting it down on paper where we can all see it, here are the benchmarks of what are the things that we're going to do. And so that paper, are you, you're giving it to your team? I do. Okay. I do. And it's, Go ahead. It's a slide and it's a paper, right? Okay. And so I, I'm, it's not like I'm not going to be able to find this later. It's something I keep coming back to. So yeah, it's, a, it's something that they can pin up in their office if they need to. So here's where we are today. Here's where we're going and in the middle, this is how we're going to get there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I love it. I love the concreteness of it. That's yeah. helping me and to it's put not, together. It's not a dictatorship. There is some back and forth conversation. What am I missing? How mm-hmm. else? And so I'm trying to get them into the conversation of what are some other things that I haven't thought of that you guys think we could do to get there? So help me out. 
all of this is happening in one conversation? Are these over a number of conversations? Do you grease the wheels that this change is coming? What is your plan when you're communicating all around focus? For the most part, it is in one big meeting, but they need to think, right? They, they, I've had time to think about this change. Mm-hmm. They have not had time to think about it. So I encourage them, go back, think about it. Let me know what questions you have. And I don't just sit and wait and like, okay, I haven't had any questions. I bring it back up. All right, in the last meeting, we talked about this. What questions do you have? I know y'all have questions. What are they? And I may even go to the leader of the team, like the person that's been there the longest, the informal leader, and have the conversation with them. Like, I need you to throw it out there, the elephant in the room. Mm. (laughs) Throw it out there because I want to talk about it. All right, so I like it. Getting clear on your focus and your strategy for that. So let's move on to accountability. Now you have communicated it. There's been some sort of dialogue back and forth. Maybe it's a month. Maybe it's two months. However long you've got clarity, whatever the change is, it is now in focus. What is accountability? What does that mean? To me, it means some transparency where I can report out some things that we've done where we've made progress, some things where we're, we still have opportunities, mm-hmm. right? And so it's a little bit of that. So it's another meeting. So that could be one of the accountabilities. It's when things don't align, going back to bring either if it's the whole team or if it's one person. If it's one person, I'm just going to bring them in and say, hey, this is this. I see the rest of the team even moving, but I don't see your your part moving. And so it's just one on one conversations. And sometimes it's a team conversation, accountability. This is still where we're headed. Continue to beat the drum. And here's where I see where we're at. Okay. So accountability for me, what I'm hearing here is you're creating the you know, that focus piece is where we are, where we're going. That accountability is these are the things, maybe the major milestones Mm -hmm. that we are trying to accomplish over whatever time period. And you're going to keep reminding them. And when we're not, when the team is not reaching those milestones, it's a conversation either globally with the team or maybe one-on-one, depending on where there is some issue of moving forward. Right. Fair? Yeah. Anything Uh, you would add? For that? No, I think you're, I, I'm I'm learning here. I'm really listening <laughs> with, uh, okay, I, I like the structure that you're putting here. Yes. The last one, help me out with discipline. So what does that mean, discipline and consistency? I heard you say some of those words. What is that piece? To me, that is really, on the leader part, it is the vocabulary, right? The vocabulary you're using, you're peppering that vocabulary of this change, and you're tying it back to different things where you're bringing it into conversations that are outside of that, you know, check-in meeting or the transparency meeting. You are disciplined enough to have some consistency where you just keep going with that message, where the your buzzwords start to roll off your tongue and off their tongue. You start to hear that in meetings. I think discipline for the leader to be able to take the first leap, right? Mm-hmm. Let them see you doing it so that you're leading by example. And so it, you have to be disciplined that this may be a tough change for you as well. This may be something that is not your wheelhouse. And so you have got to be disciplined to stay on it and let them see that, that you're you're not giving up on this one. I like the terminology there, staying disciplined to the change. And I, I see, you know, as you're talking, I see these tentacles, and maybe that's not a good visual, but these tentacles where you're infusing the message into everything. It's not just, 
hey, remember that conversation we had three months ago? Let's have it again. Yes. It really is embedded into everything that you're working on. Yes. I really, I'm, I like that term, discipline, because if the change, right, depending on how big the change is, but if you need this change, you need your people to be early adopters or your team to be early adopters, it cannot be these you know, event type meetings that happen over a year. Four times a year. That's right. It's got to be into everything that you're doing. Yes. It's like I talk about it on Monday. I talk about it on Tuesday. I may talk about it three times on Wednesday. And all of a sudden, guess what? The team is going, man, that leader, they sure are talking about this a lot. (laughs) This must be very important. (laughs) This must be something we need to pay attention to. Yes. Okay. And giving kudos. Giving kudos for this light, just little movement in the right direction. All right. So being thoughtful, mindful about what are you rewarding? What are you recognizing? And is it on the change? Is it yes. related to the new mission or, or whatever it is that you're working towards? Yes. So, all right, well, you got a, a structure here. Leaders, you're trying to implement change, something that the organization is asking for your support, three things that you might want to consider. I love that structure, Kimberly. Yeah. I mean, if you want to go for the cherry on top, just dig down and get some passion for it. (laughs) Find where you connect to it as a leader. Yes. And you say it's not the organization's change, but it's your change. That is digging deep. And 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 making the connection back to the organization. This is why it's important. This is why we all need to be supportive. All right. So what are our other questions that we wanted to talk about? Oh, man. I want to go. Okay. So let's just say, oh, everything's perfecto, right? Here comes the change. Now you've communicated. You're doing your accountability. You're staying consistent in your message. But Charlie, Charlie's back. (laughs) Charlie does not want to change. Mm. Uh, And let's just say, let's go with two different Charlies. We got one Charlie, slow adopter. Mm Mm-hmm slow to make the left-hand turn. Yeah. What do you do about it? When it comes to change for me, I live in the world of thirds. I believe there are a third of the people on your team who will adopt, supportive, ready to go. There will be a third that will sit on the fence and go, let me wait and see. Mm -hmm. And then there's the third who are digging their heels in and saying, I am not going to change. I'm not supportive. I'm not doing that. And they're not going to say it out loud, but they're going to do things that appear as though they're sabotaging whatever change is going on. They might say it verbally or, you know, yeah, it just depends on that third. I've seen it. <laughs> how vocal they are, right? And sometimes you got to look for the tells. You got to look for the nonverbals. You got to yeah. really pay attention because those nonverbals are going to give you the, where are they at? Are they supportive on the fence or are they digging their heels in? I focus on the third who are the early adopters. That is where I throw all of my attention and all of my focus because there's really not much I can do. What I have learned over time, there is not much I can do with the folks who are digging their heels in. There, there's nothing I can say. There's, you know, it found, sounds very dramatic. I'm sure, you know, somebody listening to the podcast is, well, you know what, I have the the antidote for that. Yeah, send it to us. Exactly. We'll, we'll take that. But I generally, there's just not a whole lot of impact that I can have there. I can have impact with the people who are on the fence, but the people who have the most impact are their peers. Mm-hmm. So it, as long as I'm working with the early adopters and having those conversations and, and driving the information, the support, the knowledge those peers are usually going to, hey, you know what? Let me tell you what I see. Let me tell you how this works or let me tell you why it's going to be better. They're going to have those conversations when I'm not around. 
And that's really when the ones on the fence are going to start to listen to both sides, right? Yeah. They're going to listen to the Charlie who's like, nope, not doing it. And they're going to listen to the people on the other side who say, here's here's what it looks like. And really, ultimately, they got to make their decision. But One way or the other. Yeah, I don't spend a whole lot of time on the people who are digging their heels in. It's just not a whole lot of value add. Yeah. My question is, do you not spend time on them in the beginning or do you not spend time on them at all? Let's just say the whole team has made the left-hand turn except for Charlie. And it's it's a, it's a no-go. You got to have this. Yeah, at a certain point, there's, you know, I, I really go, going back to your structure, I think your structure is spot on. When you talk about accountability, that's where the rubber meets the road. You can provide the focus. You can dial it in. You can give the clarity. You can do all of that. At the end of the day, they have got to, whoever they is, right? But it's the people who are digging their heels in. You've got to be able to, as the leader, hold them accountable, be clear about what you're holding them accountable to, right? And and help them to understand, hey, look, this change, this is not going to go away. This is where we are going. And we we are going here because of X, Y, and Z. I, I am crystal clear. I have a, a scenario in my head where several teams that I've managed over my career, we've had to make those changes. We've had to implement new ways of doing things. And oftentimes it really does come down to, you know, why can't they do it? Why don't they want to do it? Mm -hmm. And we talked about development in our our last week's episode. And so there's a a willingness. Do they Mm -hmm. want to or not want to? There's the capability. Can they or can they not? And really, will they or will they not? Mm-hmm. And it's one of those three things. A little things. situational leadership type. That's exactly right. Yeah. It, it really is one of those things that is holding them back. And you as a leader, in my mind, have to help them. Is it willingness, ability, or they just don't want to be told what to do? Yeah. Right. I mean, <laughs> there are a few of us, right, who, yeah. who work and who say, I just, I, I'm just not going to do it because I don't, I just don't want to. So... I don't know what your your. I just I I'm I'm thinking about what you said, and I can because I, I've had that opportunity, let's say, in my leadership, where it's like this is what we need, and this is what we need you to go do, and you have the early adopter, the slow adopter, and the no adopter. I got I got it all. Yeah, and so and it was it was absolutely a focus on the let's just get the ship moving in the right direction with the early adopters. That's what I need, and then eventually, when you when there's just that time, you just come back to okay, this one. And I just, I just continue to put the heat, right? You mm-hmm. just continue to bring the heat like this will happen. And typically they kind of make their their own decision that this is just, <laughs> this is not for them. Yeah, it's not working out. This, yeah. you know, the relationship that we had, we once had worked, but now it no longer does. And I would agree with you. I think typically they will make the appropriate decision coming out of that. I think what is important as you're supporting this change or implementing the change is the relationship with your leadership, the next level up. (laughs) And that is so important when you're implementing change. There is communication back to your boss, right? And helping them understand, here's what I've done. Here's my my plan. Mm -hmm. Here's how I have, you know, shared it. Here's how I've implemented it. And here's how I am coming back and holding people accountable to what the change is. I think that is so important in order to have the right support when you need it. Because, you know, there are times it can be very tough when you have to make the call of this is no longer working. Mm -hmm. What I mean by that just very directly is, you know, we got to part ways, right? This is no longer working. We have to part ways. 
And that is very difficult to do unless you have support from the overall organization, right? Is the organization there? Are they prepared to... To, to make that move. I think that, I think you're right on target with that mid-level manager, right? The one that's got a, you're the one that's going to go execute and do this with your team. There's the driving it down, the or, organization expects you to drive it down, but there's that other piece that they're expecting that sometimes I think they forget to articulate mm-hmm. to the mid-level manager is, I need you to communicate back up. What are the issues? Mm-hmm. What are the concerns? Why is it working? Why is it not working? Right? Because if it's happening in your team, it's probably happening elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So that we can, as an organization, figure out how do we deal with that and then communicate that back down. Mm-hmm. So, you know, from a change management perspective, communication is critical. 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 You have to be a good communicator. You have to know who you're communicating to, and you have to communicate at the right time. So there's this whole underlying component to change and driving change, and it is communication and you gotta you gotta do it well. Now I, I know you've got some other questions. I mm-hmm. have a, a question here. Yeah. I'm curious what your thoughts are. When you think about implementing change and kind of change management, is there some sort of a model? Like you have shared your model of focus, etc. I think that's your homegrown model, which I love. I love mm-hmm. homegrown models. So is there a model that maybe you've adapted that from or is there just another model that sticks out in your mind? I have a model that is sticking out in my mind. So I'm curious if you have one when it comes to implementing change. I really, I, I can tell you that what I use, the before, you know, what we're going to do and the after and all that and having that communication, I don't know where I got that. That yeah. was like six years ago. Yeah. But it worked for me. Yeah. It worked really, really well for me. So I can't tell you where I got it. So let's go with what's in your mind on your model. And I don't know why while I'm sitting here talking to you, but there was a, a book that I also read and it's been years, 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 years. I mean, and there's so much literature written on change and change management. It, it was a book called ADCAR. A-D-K-A-R is the title of the book. And I just remember I had a huge program that I was implementing across an organization and I needed to study up pretty quick. I needed to get real familiar with how do you implement change in an organization. And that book really was helpful down to the details, templates, things that I could utilize and repurpose for my own thing in order to be successful. So I would recommend that reading. Somebody who's listening who's like, hey, I'm, you know what? I'm new to this whole change management thing. ADCAR was an excellent book to go back and read. There might be newer editions since then. It's been a long time. All right. I think that's awesome. Given a resource for that. I want to flip the conversation. The one other question that I have is what is to you the worst thing that a leader can do in the middle of driving change? Not communicate. That's the worst thing. What I have seen is when change efforts fail, it's a lack of communication. It is a lack of keeping everybody up to speed or understanding we've made this milestone, we're Mm -hmm. on to the next one. Or, hey, we finished and we have implemented. Number one thing, if change fails, it is because people stopped talking. Mm -hmm. People didn't share where they were at. What do you think? You've got something in your mind? I just, I think back to a couple of changes that were implemented in the organization. And what I was seeing was that there were leaders or managers of their teams, and they were really relying on the marketing, relying Mm -hmm. on the poster in the break room and the banner on, you know, outside as you drive in to drive the change where really it was, it's, it's kind of on them to 
have the conversation with us. At the time, I was the individual, right? I was on the team. And I just, now that I see it, and I was like, man, there's, it just could have been done differently. And so that would have been one thing. And then the other thing is, you know, I was on that team that were like, we don't like this. This is dumb. They never worked a day over here. <laughs> they yeah. have no idea what they're doing. Whose idea was this one? So I was on that team. And just the whole silence is acceptance thing mm-hmm. from the leader. And just making sure that when you hear that, that, that there's your opportunity right in the face for a great conversation. Let's talk about it, right? It's the elephant in the room. Let's talk about it versus turn around and walk away. That's, that's it's too easy. It, it comes right back to, it, in my mind, comes right back to talking about it. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, I think I see leadership who will, yeah, exit stage left because it's either too hard or they don't have the right information. And the easy button in those situations in my mind is, hey, look, I don't know that answer, but I will get back to you. Because there's oftentimes there's questions that are asked that, you know, I don't know. Yep. And it, rather than parachuting out, exiting stage left, you know, hey, I don't know, but let me follow up. And, and following up, right? And it's not the, you know, getting, getting off the hook, but really following up and answering the question. There's lots of questions that people have. And, you know, I, I know we did talk about this. I think it was sometime in January, especially around change. If nobody's asking questions, that's a sign that there's a problem. It's a problem. It's a problem. Yes. They're not on board. They're not supportive. They don't agree with it. Whatever it is, you want to generate that conversation and that discussion. And, and communication is fundamental. Yeah. And I think it's okay that they don't know the answer. Like you said, you know, you just go get it. Mm-hmm. And I think that even if you did walk away, let's say that conversation was happening, there was some complaining, some griping or whatever, and you walked away, that's your opportunity. Go find the answer, right? Mm-hmm. And then come back and say, hey, y'all, you know, I heard, I overheard this conversation yesterday or earlier today. And I just want to kind of talk about that. And let's talk about what you're feeling. And now, because now you have some answers for that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't let it go. Don't let it go. I think you're you're spot on when you say silence is approval mm-hmm. and for not for not changing. Yeah, for not changing. It, it means that it's like, hey, we're cool with it. You Whatever. Can, you don't have to worry about it. But it was like, really? We had a change? No, we don't have a change. <laughs> hey, so all right. What is the big question? What it, those leaders who are listening in your mind? What is the big question that they should be thinking about when it comes to change? What's your plan? All right. What is your plan? What's your plan for communicating it? What's your plan for driving it? What is your messaging that you're going to stick to? What's your consistency that you're going to keep going back to? Okay. I think is a great question. Those of you who are listening, thank you so much for tuning in, hanging out with us and checking out this episode. We hope you've taken away a couple of nuggets when it comes to driving change in your organization. Remember, if you've got a question, we want to hear it. Hit us up at hey there at extrashotofleadership.com and we will connect and touch base with you. Not only do we want to hear it, other leaders want to hear it. So don't forget to share this podcast with your leadership friends, with those in your circle that you think could, hey, just have a little shot in the arm for leadership. Then hit that subscribe button and come back again for an extra shot of leadership. Leadership.